<clears throat> Hello, it's H1, and we're going to be running it back with another episode talking about chess knowledge, chess wisdom, and chess understanding. And today we are going to be talking about chess opening terms every chess player should know. And it's really important too. And not only that it's raining outside right now while I'm trying to record this awesome podcast, but at the same point in time, everybody should know these chess terms. When I talk about variations, chess theory, when I mention novelties, you should already know right off the bat what I'm talking about. Because when you know these terms, you're going to learn from from commentators from different YouTube channels. And plus two, maybe, just maybe, it might help you to find a, a good opening repertoire um, when you're when you're starting out building your own openings. Okay, so hey, stay with me, listen, and let's get to it. mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, let's get into these chess terms right quick by starting off with the word opening. Now, the word opening usually refers to an opening played by white. For example, if I mentioned that somebody did the king's pawn opening, then you probably guessing that white played e4. Uh, and this is before black even played a move. Or if I said that, oh snap, they're playing the English opening. Look at them. You That refers to white playing c4. And then, so you're probably wondering, well, if we was talking about black, what do they refer their openings with? Well, they refer their openings to defenses. So defenses is for the black pieces and just the word openings for the white pieces. And for example, on defenses like the Carol Khan defense or the Sicilian defense. So if somebody is mentioning some type of defense is for the black pieces. The next word I want to get across y'all y'all's head as H1 is the word variation. <laughs> the variation usually derives from the the line or the defense in general. So, for example, um, the knight or variation comes from the line of the Sicilian defense. And so a variation is basically so we have um, the main word for the opening and then we have the line that goes along with the opening that's like the only way of how i can explain it (laughs) the next word i want to get to is gambit and uh gambit means let me see so the word gambit is an opening that involves um, sacrificing materials probably one or two pawns or a piece to get a advantage in the opening so for example we got um openings that are called the queen's gambit or maybe the um the evans gambit not maybe but the evans uh gambit and then we have um the goring gambit the danish gambit there's a lot of gambits that sacrifice material in the beginning to get some type of advantage and i 
I think I, yeah, I have a whole episode on it. So if you want to learn more about gambits and how they work, then just go back to those episodes. Now, the next thing, since we talked about gambits, is to talk about counter gambits. What are counter gambits? So a gambit, um, a counter gambit is usually a, a gambit that is often in response to another gambit. For example, like the folk beer counter gambit or the alpin counter gambit. These things exist to counteract um, regular gambits. All right. Now, another term that you need to know about is system. What is a system? Well, it's basically a method of development that could be used against many different setups. For example, a lot of people play the London system against every single thing, or a lot of people play um, the Kali system against every single um, line that Black plays. And so when you learn systems, then you're, you're kind of, you don't, since it's a system that you can play repeti- repeatedly, a lot of people think that these type of openings are easier to play than actual, um, like, than actual openings, right? And you know that they're systems by if they have the word system at the end of it. Now, let's get into the term of attack. What does attack mean in opening terms? Well, it, it usually describes a aggressive or provocative variation. So, for example, the fried liver attack. And <laughs> I know that opening might sound weird to um, new chess players, but that is a real opening that is pretty aggressive. And um, we got the King's Indian attack, which is pretty popular. Um uh, and most of these attacks are on the white side, but there there might be some on the black side. I just don't know about it um, right off the bat. So the next term I want to talk about is uh, reversed. Now, uh, reversed mean in opening terms is re- the word reversed mean in opening terms a black opening played by white, or more rarely a white opening played by black. So, for example, there are like delay type of moves that you can play to basically reverse. Um, um, I'm trying to think of like a good way to explain it. I, I can only explain it in like notation type of um, thinking in my head. For example, if I was in a starting position and I'm the white pieces, if I play a three and then my opponent. If I start off the, the opening with a3 and my opponent does like d5 and then I do e4, that would be like a reverse kind of king's pawn opening. That would be a, a reversed, um, it could be a reversed, um, a Gucci Go piano uh, in that point of, in that point of view. So there are certain openings that could be reversed but it rarely happens is not exactly done because usually when you have the white pieces, you don't want to lose a tempo, but Hey, it is. Um, people use it to basically confuse um, their opponent into playing something backwards. So when you hear the word anti something like um, the anti martial gambit, it usually refers to an opening designed to avoid a specific line. So there are a lot of anti um, any opening that um, that people try to avoid specific lines in. 
So the next word I want to go over is the word novelty. What is a novelty? And a chess novelty is a new move or an idea in an opening that was previously unknown to chess theory. And this is straight from like chess.com. So there, there shouldn't be any questions about that <laughs> definition. This usually happens in like in chess tournaments, especially in the World Chess Championships or the candidates tournaments. Um, people hold out their novelties until like important tournaments. They don't just waste them <laughs> on regular uh, chess games or or like mini tournaments that that doesn't hold the, that much of an importance as the Canada's tournament. But yeah, that's that's what a chess novelty is. So if you hear uh, commentators, if you're watching the St. Louis Chess Club or Chess.com or Chess24 and they say, oh, snap, there's a uh, Magnus Carlsen played a new novelty. Yeah, that's what they refer to. Oh, it's a new idea that was never played before, which is a crazy concept. I know I got a comment on TikTok or like on YouTube. They they was like, um, well, I'm kind of surprised that there's still new moves. Like I thought every move have been played, but nope, that is not true. Not every move, not every move have been played in chess on a high level. And it's not it hasn't been tried out yet, which goes into a whole nother concept of um, what happens after every move has been tried out, which, you know, that that belongs on a whole nother episode <laughs> of just brainstorm of, of brainstorming and uh, making an outline for that. But anyway, the last term that we're going to go over is opening repertoire. What is the opening repertoire? And we went over this a little bit in my past episode um, when I talk about oh, what's the best thing to do to build an opening, things of that nature. One one good opening for white and then one good opening for all of white responses for black. Well, all of that goes along with opening repertoire and an opening repertoire is a collection of openings that is used on a regular basis. So that is something um that uh, you should be studying and you should be playing all the time so that you're really proficient at it. And um, I think that's pretty much it on everything that I know of. I, uh, Yeah, that's pretty much it on opening terms. There's probably more. And if there is more, then I'll just do a part two to this. But those are pretty much the main ones that you should know about. All right. Oh, yeah. OK. OK. I'll mention this, too. The word game at the end of an opening name usually refers to an old, a very old opening. Like, for example, the, the Scotch game or the um, the Vienna game, things of that nature. So, yeah, that's that. or the Four Nights game. That's that's another one, too. It's pretty cool pretty cool it's a lot of theory and openings and yo we gotta we gotta learn these opening terms so that when we're reading a book which there are like some books that just go over variations of of um of modern day opening theory and if you don't have these terms locked into your head then you're gonna get confused so there we go Those are pretty much um, all the opening terms I'm going to be going over this episode. All right.
Let's go to the next segment. Hey, thanks for making it this far. I I appreciate every single one of you. That's all I can say. And especially the people that's been rocking with me since day one of this podcast. We've been going at it for a while now. And it's kind of hard for me to say like how I feel, but it is what it is. And I appreciate it. I, I love it a lot. And so here's the thing. Yes, this episode was 10 minutes. It was shorter. This is probably the length that is going to be yet. Unless I have a a pretty cool topic that I want to talk about. This is probably going to be the length of it. Just trying to balance everything out and not trying to burn out on all these forms of content. I have been on TikTok a lot more lately on YouTube. Um, Let me just say that I appreciate everybody that's been supporting me on these different avenues. Um, Instagram's almost at 3,000 followers. TikTok has just reached over 50,000 followers, which is just mind-blowing. Just crazy enough, TikTok reached over 50,000 followers. It happened so fast, too. It happened so fast. But anyway, uh, YouTube is over 6,000 followers. And yeah. There's no words how I can describe this. So I'm trying to please everybody on every different platform. And it's crazy how the landscape of things have changed. The content have changed. And what I mean is everybody is on the short form content type of lane. And nobody is willing to watch or listen to a 30 minute or a 50 minute video anymore. Which is still mind boggling because, you know, the, the time that I grew up in, that was all there is. It's just 30 minute videos and 28 minutes of that 30 minute video was fluff. Was fluff. It, it wasn't even beneficial. Like, especially the time I was learning how to play chess on YouTube, that was pretty much every single video. It wasn't exciting or um, or intriguing at all. It, it wasn't even entertaining. It was just blah, nothing. <laughs> so, I, wow, man, I, I just wonder. I, and I'm sorry, I paused for that long, but I, I was just wondering, like, where everything's gonna be at it in the next five years, because I did put out my updates on the podcast, and y'all know what I'm thinking. Everybody knows what I'm thinking if you listen to the podcast. And it's simply a good thing. It's simply it's wonderful. It's dope. And it's it's an exciting year. Honestly, I've I've never had a better month or or a happier year in my whole entire life. I mean, I have a new kit. Um, this year, my fifth year anniversary passed of being married to my my lovely wife, which relationship is still going strong. And now the business is finally going up. It's finally going to where I wanted it to go. 
I finally get to teach chess and share my knowledge that I've been that I've been doing for like, oh my goodness, so long. <laughs> and when I first started playing chess, I would have never thought that I would get to this point where I'm I have a chess podcast and I'm on YouTube teaching chess. I would have never thought that I was going to get to this point, but here I am now. So I'm glad that y'all are enjoying the content and thank you for everybody who's who's following the podcast and who's liking and um, who gives me encouragement. I appreciate it. It is a daunting task to do a podcast and videos on different platforms, but I'm up for it. It's I mean, I got time for it. (laughs) I got time for it. So why not? Let's get to it. Let's just dive deeper into work because that's pretty much what the society is all about nowadays. (laughs) It's so sad. It's so sad, but it's so true at the same time. If I'm not working, then who's going to, who's going to feed my kids? Who's going to feed my wife? I, I'm the person that does that. (laughs) I'm just being stupid nowadays, but okay. Well, thank you for picking this episode. Thank you for picking the podcast and Hey, Let's get ready for the next one next week. Peace.